and Jesus. Tell him all about our struggle. And he'll make it all right. Our scripture reading this morning comes out of the first uh, book of Romans, first chapter of Romans. First chapter of Romans, 18th through the 25th verse. Romans, first chapter, verses 18 through 25. First chapter of Romans, 18th through the 25th verse. Our scripture read this morning, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which uh, may be known of God is manifest in them for God has showed it unto them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse because that where they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became fools and charged or changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like uncorruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who change the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading, hearing all his holiness, righteous word. You may be seated. This morning, you know, this commercial uh, that we always look at on television, it says that uh, a mind is a what? A terrible thing to waste, ain't it? And, and to be honest with ourselves, many of us, we find ourselves wasting a whole lot of time thinking about the, all of the wrong things, crazy stuff. Uh, and, and, and many times we, we have our minds always in the wrong place at the wrong time. We, 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 we're human and we do that. And, and if we would really be honest with ourselves, we spend a whole lot of time thinking about stuff that, that doesn't have any, any, any substance to it. Things don't have any real meaning to it in our lives. And, you know, aren't you thankful that God uh, didn't allow uh, some of this stuff you thought about to come true? Uh, aren't you glad this morning that everything that came across your mind didn't come into reality? I don't know about you, but I've done some kind of thinking that I ain't so proud of. And, and, and sometimes I just thank God that you didn't make this thing come into a reality in my life. You know, I told y'all last week, I shudder at, at some of the things that, that I thought about and I almost did. You know, some of the things that I did that I, I shouldn't have done, I shudder now because God has put into my spirit and let me know that those things were not of God. And, and we've all done some things that we are not so uh, uh, happy about in our lives and so proud of. But but the mind can come up with some stuff, can't it? Yes, oh man, you can start feeling bad. And look, get tired. And some mind can come across some stuff in your head. Boy, and, and, and it makes you, it surprises you sometimes that some of the things you think about mean stuff, ain't it? Nasty stuff. 
never think about it and you find yourself with that stuff in your head. Have you ever had to do this? Shake your head to try to get some of that stuff that you're thinking about in your head. Get it off your mind. Because if you entertain it long enough, it's going to become part of your spirit. If it becomes part of your spirit, you're going to exercise that thing in your life. And, and you find yourself doing things that you thought that you would never do. And, and I know the Bible says that, behold, uh, the people are one and they have all one language. And he began to do, and now nothing can be restrained of them because they have imagined to do certain things. Uh, they were building the Tower of Babel when they thought that they could build a tower so high they could reach up to God. They had to think about it before they had to do it, ain't uh, they, they? They imagined it, so they thought that they could build a tower to be able to reach up to God. You know, how many of you know this morning is it's all about what you imagine in Him? Uh, it's, it's about what you're thinking about. It's your thought life. You know, the Bible says what? As a man thinketh in his heart, uh, so is he. So our man can perceive uh, some things and, and there's a name uh, for this mental function uh, and, and that God has created in each one of us and, and it's the basis of our thought process and everybody got one everybody got a, a thought process and, and this mental function is responsible for us soaring to the highest level in our lives and delivering us even into the lowest valleys that we reach in our lives and it can produce millions of dollars but it can cause you to lose everything that you ever worked for. Uh, it, it, it can be the element of the highest character in you, and but it can also bring powerful men down to the lowest levels that they've ever been in their life. The question is, what is this thing that can cause joy in one minute and sorrow in the next one? Uh, what is this thing that can cause success in one area and failure in another area? Such wealth on one end and poverty in the other. In, in such wellness of mind. And, and then you can be able to creep yourself down into a lower level where you become mentally sick and, and not understanding how did I ever get into this state of mind. So this morning I want to talk to you on that very subject. What is this thing that will cause you to get into an area where you find yourself but not knowing where to go to the left or whether you're going to the right. Uh, this morning I want to talk to you about it's your imagination. Huh? It's just your imagination. Oh, I want to talk to you about the power of imagination. The power of imagination. So let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for uh, this church. We thank you for the institution of church that you given unto us, whereby we can just come each Sunday to be able to hear from heaven. We come, O oh Lord, not because of any power of our own, but we come, O oh Lord, leaning and dependent on you. We need your spirit. Right now, Lord, as we preach and teach, we need your spirit as we open up these scriptures to be able to see the things that you have uh, hidden in them so that we can be revealed, so that we can be able to enjoy life and understand uh, the greater promises that you have for us. Lord, we thank you now and we praise you in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's just my imagination or the power of the imagination. You know, uh, the, the cause of most of these world problems and the greatest advancements that we have and the greatest downfalls all 
contributed to this thing that we call imagination. According to the dictionary, it says that uh, it's the faculty of imagining the reality of the form of a new image or sensation that is perceived through sight, hearing, and other senses. And imagination helps us to make knowledge applicable in solving problems and fundamental uh, applications of integrating experiences and learning uh, the process of learning that we have to have. It's all about the imagination. And it's the whole cycle of this image formation that we have uh, to be able to help us to be able to find out those hidden things that God has placed inside of us to be able to do good as well as to do evil. Yeah. You know, a person may imagine according to his or her mood and, and, and may be good or bad depending on the situation. And, and, and a person may also uh, have the ability to imagine oneself uh, into another person's place uh, uh, so that we can kind of hope that we were somebody that we are not. That's your imagination. And, you know, and uh, you got to be real. You know, and uh, I think somebody said about Sister Versina yesterday, if, if there's anything that she was, she was real. See, your imagination can lead you into a false reality. You know, and until you understand that what is real, you will always be caught up into believing what you imagine. But everything that you imagine is not true. I'm going to help somebody this morning. If you don't realize that, everything that come across your head ain't true. And you can make it feel true. You can think it's true. But it doesn't make it real because you thought it. Thoughts are just thoughts. Einstein says imagination is uh, more important important than knowledge. He says knowledge is limited, but imagination encircles the world. But in reality, without knowledge, imagination cannot be developed into something to be able to help somebody. You know, imagination is the experimental partition of the mind that is used to develop certain theories and ideas based on certain functions and taking objects from real perceptions. Imaginations use a complex system called if functions. Yeah. Huh? Have you ever been sitting around uh, digging hinges and said, if I did this? Yeah. Huh? That, that's the imagination getting ready to kick in. If I did, you start asking if questions and it leads into greater things. But I've had some if questions in my life that caused me to do some foolish things in my life. So it's the same if function but you have to make sure that that mind in you is of Christ Jesus to make sure that when you ask the if question, it will lead to something that is good. So the part of the mind is vital in developing better and easier ways to accomplish things just by asking the if question. Huh? If Edison hadn't said, if I can make a light bulb, huh? If, if I'll lead you into some area that you have never seen before in your life. That's why they call it what? Your imagination. So imagination is the key to new development. It, it, it's to be able to help you develop your own mind by asking questions. If you don't ever ask a question, you will never be able to develop your mind into being what it can be in your life. And, and then uh, imagination can be classified as voluntary and involuntary. You're going to think about some things whether you want to or not, ain't you? Uh, but then what happens if you put your mind at work and, and allow it to become proactive? So now I've got some voluntary uh, involuntary 
involuntary uh, um, uh, uh, reactions that are happening in my head that will be able to help me to be able to plan. I, I voluntarily think about some things. But an involuntary is going to come up in your head. Sometimes you don't want it to come up in your head. And remember I told you, you got to shake your head because those things are going to come up in your head. And so our imagination is responsible for everything that we do or think. Our dreams are a way of imagining things, ain't uh, have you ever had one of those dreams that you you almost woke up in the morning and you know it was true? But have you had another dream that you woke up in the morning and it did come true? Uh, it was that imagination at work. Every good deed uh, or even every sinful deed somehow begins with what? Our imagination, ain't it? So back in the day, the Temptations used to have that song, he calls it just my what? Uh, uh, just my imagination. Y'all remember that one? Huh? He says, each day through my window, I watch her as he passes by. I, I said to myself, oh, you such a lucky guy. And to have a girl like her is truly a dream come true. And out of all the feathers in the world, she belongs to me. But he says it was what? Just my imagination. Huh, running what? Uh, running away with me, huh? Uh, uh, and, and can you imagine where you would be this morning if, 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 if God had allowed all your imagination to run away with you? Huh? If your imagination had turned uh, fruitful into everything that you ever thought about, most of us wouldn't have been here today, ain't it? Huh? Some of that stuff we thought about was deadly stuff, ain't it? Uh, some of that stuff we allowed in our imagination was some stuff that, that sometimes I told you make me shudder. Even think that I thought about it. I, I, I did bad enough all by myself, sister. The Lord said, but if I'd have done what I imagined, I don't know where I'd be at this morning. Our imagination can be a mess, can't it? <laughs> trying to deal with your imagination, trying to keep your mind in, in, in the right perspective, you know, and our imagination can lead to some things to be able to help you, but you got to learn to keep your imagination under control. Solomon wrote these seven things that God hates. Uh, seven things that God hates. And, and notice that one of them is a wicked imagination. Proverbs 6. Y'all taking notes. Proverbs 6, 16 and 19. It says that these six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. Uh, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. Huh? And feet to be swift, running to mistress. And a false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soars discord among the brethren. See, so our imagination is what? Something we need to watch for. You need to watch about your imagination. When we were young, we used to call it daydreaming. Then. We, we didn't know the word imagination, but we call it daydreaming. But daydreaming can be strong... When you finally wake up in the morning and and, and, and then you finally wake up out of that imagine uh, that daydream and you find out that you in a you you won't where you thought you were. Hmm? I mean, have your imagination and, and daydreaming and forgot where you was at. Man, all of a sudden you came out of it and find out that you looking around. Man, I'm I'm in a place and I didn't know I was imagining I was over there, but when I found myself, I was in another place. So daydreaming can can be dangerous. How do I have any witness in the house? See, many think that imagining things ain't bad, huh? But but David said that 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 uh, you got to be careful. About
about your imaginations and, and your thoughts. And, and he said that in, uh, he said, Solomon, my son, know that the Lord and serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all of the hearts and understandeth all of the imaginations of your thoughts. And if you seek him, he will be found. But if thou forsake him, he will cast you off forever. See, that, that's why we need to what? Guard our imagination because God knows everything that you think about. Oh, he, he knows everything that you do, but he also what knows everything that you think about. See, uh, you, you do a list of, of bad things. And that's bad enough, ain't it? I'm talking about the list of your, your do list. All of us got a do list of bad things that we've done. And bad things that we still do, ain't it? We got this do list. But, but can you imagine, God looks deeper than that. Uh, he, he looks deeper than your do list. He looks into your imaginations to see what the heart devises. We, we devise some stuff in our heart that, that only God knows. Aren't you glad about it this morning? Huh? Huh? My closest one to me is my wife. She don't know some of the imagination. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm as close to my wife as I can get, but I don't know everything that... Am I on board this morning? Hey, I don't think that you did nothing that was evil that you didn't have some time to think about. It. You you ran that thing around in your head a while and did it anyway, didn't you? Uh, your spirit tells you it's wrong, ain't it? Your imagination brings into your head and your spirit tells you it's wrong. And then what you do? I'm going to do it anyway, ain't it? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to help us this morning. marinate a while, didn't it? Oh, y'all know, y'all know about marination. When you marinate, you let it sweat, soak in, ain't it? You, you, you had to let that thing marinate a while, but before it manifests into beginning to acting it out in your own life, you know, you thought about it. Huh? Saturday night, uh oh. Do y'all have y'all ever dealt with Saturday night? Saturday night. Didn't start Saturday night, did it? No, uh, hey, so let, me, let, me, let me speak to my girl over here. <laughs> Miss Eubanks. Saturday night usually started around Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> By the time Friday night came, I was ready, won't it? Imaginations had started running away with me, and I and I already knew what I was going to do by the time Friday and Saturday came. So the, 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 you, you marinated that thing, huh? And the power of the imagination can provoke you to to to, to, to almost having the capability of doing anything, Amen. huh? 
So be careful what? When you say it's just my just my imagination, you just you don't know what you're messing with, then. Uh, you don't know what you're messing with. So as we come to our text this morning, we find Paul writing this letter to the church at Rome to validate that Jews and Gentiles uh, can convert equally. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning, respect to uh, their religious relationship with God, the way of sinners in acceptance to God, or what we call justification that we studied about, is by, by grace through what? Jesus Christ. You know, we have that access to Jesus Christ, to God, so that now we can be found right just when we come before God through Jesus Christ. You know, the doctrine questioned the objections that were raised by the Judaizers and, and, and those other Jews that, that said that you had to abide by the law in order for you to come to God. But here Paul is trying to let them know that we have access to God now through Jesus Christ. Uh, they, they like many denominations that we got today. And we have so many denominations that think they claim that you, they got to lay hold on God. They, they claim that they, they, they got a hold on God. But, but all of us, huh? we said this morning, all have sinned and all come short of the glory of God. So God is still blessing us individually and collectively. And nobody has a claim on the gospel. All of us have access to God through Jesus Christ. You know, there are many denominations that they, they claim they got this merely because of what they say and how they worship. But God said, do you worship in the mountain or do you worship in Jerusalem? He told the woman in the well that there's going to come a day that you ain't going to worship in the mountain, nor are you going to worship in Jerusalem. He said that these that worship me, going to worship me in what? Spirit and in truth. So denomination ain't got nothing to do with it. You don't lay hold on God. God is a spirit. You worship him in spirit and in truth. So every believer's favor is due to him called God has given all of us a certain measure of faith. So you got to tell somebody today, it's not about you, is it? Uh, it's not about your denomination. It ain't not about what church you go to. It's about that relationship that God made available to us through his darling son, Jesus Christ. So tell somebody, it ain't about you. Now tell yourself, it ain't your imagination either, is it? It ain't your imagination. It ain't going to work. Then first Paul says that uh, our unworthiness by the word of God, it shows us that we are all in the same boat. Ain't it? Yeah. Our text says that what? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in him for God has showed it unto them. See, the law reveals each one of us that we are unworthy. When you stand before God measured by that law, we are all found to be what? Unworthy. If God us, it has nothing to do with us living a righteous life. Everything about us is ungodly. Everything about us is unrighteous when it's measured by the letter of the law. Uh, when we are measured by the letter of the law, we open up ourselves to the wrath of God. But thank God for His grace and His mercy, ain't it? Huh? We thank God for what He did on Calvary Cross to shield me from the wrath of God. I have to stand before God on my own. Amen. I thank God for Jesus, ain't it? Yeah. Huh? David said that, behold, I was what? Shaping in iniquity, and then my uh, mother uh, what? conceived me. Then Paul 
rights. He said, there is none righteous. No, not one. Ain't it? And then he says that where we all sin and come short of the glory of God. So our only equality that we are all sinners by our nature. We, we are all sinners by nature and we are born under this curse that came through our father Adam. But Paul writes that for we know in me that dwelleth in my flesh nothing that is good. And now we're worried about standing before God in our own righteousness. We can't do that. But our flesh is a mess, ain't it? Uh, do I need to repeat it? Your flesh is a mess. And, and, and the law reveals to us how bad off we are. It's our schoolmaster. Then Paul tells the Galatians church, he says that, Wherefore the law is our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. And, and that we might be, what, justified by faith. But after that faith comes, we're no longer under the law. Once you get into a relationship with Christ, you can't keep telling about I all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You are a new creation now. You can't use the same old line when you get into Christ that you use when you are in the world. Yeah, you all have sinned, but God got, I remember I told you all in Sunday school this morning, Christ became the power over the penalty of sin in our lives, but he also became the power over sin in our lives. Don't misuse the authority that God has given us to be able to make your life better by claiming that you are now all sinners. Saved by grace. And the law should school us, ain't it? In our sinfulness that will drive us to Christ. You know, and you don't need to imagine anything, ain't it? You don't need to imagine anything. The law is clear. It's telling us that we are all guilty. And, 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 and you, don't, you, you don't need to try to create imagining that you are without sin or imagine that you haven't done anything bad. Have you ever met anybody that's been in church for a little while and they ain't never did nothing bad? <laughs> I had a cousin, Brother Hendricks, I had a cousin told me, he said, I've been in church all my life. And he was a rascal. He said, I've been in church all my life because his daddy was preaching. I've been in church all my life. I said, the problem is church ain't been in you all your life. That's the difference, ain't it? You can be in church all your life, but you got to have church in you. That's what makes the difference in your life. He said, if you think that you're worthy to stand before God, it's all your imagination. Uh, you need to have Jesus, ain't it? He makes it clear. So now our foolish thinking will become the fruits of our imagination. Our text says that what? Invisible things that were in him, the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and his Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And, and, and because that, that they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful and became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. God made everything clearly to be seen and he created the heavens and the earth. He didn't do anything that wasn't seen of mankind. But somehow we will let our imagination fool us. There, there are things that are so clear in the word of God that we can sometimes come up with some things that are outside of the will of God. And we think in our head is alright. Uh, you, you hear some of the people on television now that you well respect. There are more than one way to God. You hear all kinds of things, don't you? There, there's more than one way to God. And, and, yeah, Jesus said that I am the way, huh? Truth in the life, and there's only one way for the Father. That's what? That's by me. See, 
got to be careful of how you entertain other people's imaginations. Because the thing is, what other folks' imaginations, if you entertain them long enough, they're going to become your imagination. So be careful who you entertain. See, he showed us how things were made out of nothing. God did that by his own power. And then we have scientists today that talk about the big boom. And, 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 and listen... I love science and I, I, I believe that science is alright, but, but the Bible says that they're ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth. You, you have people now that cannot receive God, but they can talk about black holes. I, I like the science, uh, I like the science discovery channel, and they talk about the black hole at the edge of the black hole. And I'm saying if they ain't never seen a black hole, how did they knew? They talk about the horizon around the black hole. I said, they ain't never seen them. They can tell you about that, but they can't tell you about Jesus. And I said, now how, how do they know all of that? But the truth of God is in the Bible that they don't have to create it in their head, but they've created all of this thing about dark matter, the universe beyond our ability to see, and everything is out there. Then Paul talks to us church folk. Listen to us. He said, they knew God, but they refused to glorify Him. Huh? I mean, just because we in church don't mean that we glorify God. Just because we in church don't mean we honor God. Hey, you can be in church and still be out of church. And you can be out of church and just have much church in you as anybody. But we, we can glorify God. And, and I mean, we can know God, but we fail to glorify God. Yeah. See, we His church, we should know better, ain't it? Yep. But we too have become somehow vain in our imagination yeah. and, and darken our hearts toward Him, yeah. what He can do for our lives. See, it don't take much of us uh, to quit church. Now, how, how is it that your relationship with God is dependent upon the preacher? Or the deacon? that your relationship God is dependent upon one member one member got me upset so I quit going to church <laughs> so that means that your, your, your relationship with God more all that strong in the beginning ain't it? Huh? see we, we can get all caught up into our vain imaginations and start thinking things and you know I, I was telling y'all I was, I, I was counseling this young lady who had been through marriage with the same person once or twice and, and all of a sudden she said I'm thinking he's doing something you can sit around home and entertain that stuff until you start to what believe that stuff and, and next thing I know she said we done broke up for the second time I said girl you better stop listening to yourself sometimes listening to yourself you start understanding yourself. And that's real problem, man. <laughs> when you start listening to yourself, it's bad. But when you start understanding yourself, that's real bad, ain't it? <laughs> See, it don't take a whole lot to sway our relationship that we have with Christ. Just some stuff that you imagine in your head. You know? And, and it doesn't take much for us to quit church, does it? Just some imagination that we come across in our head. It don't take much for us to become unfaithful in our relationship with our spouse. Just some stuff that come in your head, some imagination. And, 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 and it doesn't take much to kill, steal, and destroy somebody's reputation. Just from what? Some, some, some stuff that come up in our head. So our imagination can drive us into some things that, that, that's ungodly. 
can do it. Based on what? Some stuff you thought about. Then just our imagination will cause us to blaspheme and dishonor God. Look what the word said. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Changed the glory of the uncorruptible into an image like the corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. See, all sins of man can be traced back to what? The imagination. All of our sins can be traced back to imagination. If we follow the knowledge of God that he puts in us, we'll be alright. If we follow the word of God that he's given us, everything will be alright. We, we, remember what the temptation said? It's just our imagination. What? Running away with us. Y'all excuse me. Y'all excuse me this morning. I don't care how much you dress up and put on high heel shoes. A man can't become a woman. I'm just trying to help somebody. You can, you can, hey, you can look like all you want, but it, you know, real is real, ain't it? Hey, look, you you can put a necktie on and you can put on, you know, pleated pants. Stays Adam's shoes. But if you was born a woman, you is a woman. I don't care how much you imagine, that's what I'm listening to what I'm trying to tell you. You can imagine all you want. Huh? Is it real or is it memorized? Huh? Is it real or is it memorized? I could talk to y'all about some stuff, but I can't, I can't, we, we on the air right now, but, see, see, when you start seeing other things as, as, as sex objects, you become entwined with your imagination, and, and you fail to realize what's real, and, 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 and anybody that can kill, steal, and justify they asked somebody, what would you do if somebody break into your house to steal something? He said, that I'll leave them at the door. Your insurance company will replace everything that they broke into your house to get. Now, you're going to take a life because somebody trying to steal your car? I asked them, can you live with that? I said, think about it. My insurance company going to take care of everything. And know something else, that old refrigerator that they got, I'm going to give me a new one. That old car they cook. I said, look, why would you kill, steal, and destroy over stuff? That stuff ain't going to last forever. The stuff that you can't take within heaven. But you're going to have to give accountability to God about taking a life over some stuff that, that don't mean anything. Huh? Why would you do that? See, anybody can make things right that's wrong and make things wrong that seems right. You can switch that up in your head. You can think all kinds of things, but it don't change the reality of the truth. Our text said, professing to know everything, but they become fools. Their imagination can turn the glory of God, incorruptible God, into things that are corruptible. Man, Adam, and animals and things that you rationalize.
line to become God. Can you imagine you taking an animal that you raised and you honoring that as God? But you won't believe God. You can take a piece of wood and make it. I told y'all I got this I got this book. If you ever read uh, in Joshua, he says that as written in the book of Jasher. J-A-S-H-E-R. And nobody has written the book of... I've never seen the book of Jasher until I bought one. Because when I read something in the Bible, I'm going to say, wait a minute, if the Bible says it is written in the book of Jasher, so I ordered and read me a book of Jasher. The book of Jasher is a historical book that travels. Uh, Paul, Paul interpreted uh, the book of Jasher. He said that when Janez and Jonas uh, uh, contended with Moses, that's not in the Old Testament, that's in the book of Jasher. Uh, J-A-S-H-E-R. And he said that uh, Abraham one day was there, and, and Abraham said that uh, uh, his father Terah had nine gods. Had nine gods. Abraham came into the room one day, took the hammer, he broke up all nine of his gods except the one. He took the hammer and laid it beside the one God. Terah came in and said, Abraham, what have you done? You know, Abraham had a little problem with telling the truth. Abraham said, I didn't do nothing. He did it. This one God sat there with the hammer leaning up inside him. His father said, they made out of stone and wood. How could they break up the God? Abraham said, so why are you bowing down to a God that don't have ability? <laughs> if God wanted to destroy other gods, he'd do it, won't he? But that God of yours said don't have the power to do that. So why would you bow down to a corruptible thing that you serve an incorruptible God? Huh? We, we do that. We make gods out of stuff. And you would kill somebody for coming into your house, taking your stuff. You've made God. God said, thou shall not kill. But then you will be able to kill people over stuff that is in your house that eventually is going to rust and fade away anyway. That car that they stole is going to break down after 100,000 miles. But you're going to kill somebody over it. See, we make things our God. All because of what? We've put that mess in our head and, and conjured up all kinds of stuff. See, if you don't believe me, walk into the middle of a jungle. Y'all listen to me. You can make a bull or a lion your God, eh? Walk in the middle of a jungle, walk in the middle of a pastor, and, 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 tell, and, and, and tell that uh, bull or tell that, that, that lion, you my God. And your, your, your responsibility is to love me. <laughs> what that bull and that, that lion going to do? <laughs> So you can try to make an alligator, a crocodile, a snake, all you got. Look, you can holler out, Lord save me! And, and, and what, what did that alligator <laughs> See? <laughs> see if they stop eating you. See? <laughs> see? See, listen. You crazier than the animal that you made your God. Huh? He says that you took a foolishness. 
righteousness. And he, he took what God gave us to have clear minds and he turned us into what? Foolish creatures. So as we look at our closing today, our text says, Wherefore God also gave us up to uncleanliness, lust of our own hearts, and dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie. Worship and serve the creature more than the creator. And who is blessed forever. See, one thing that you don't want to ever imagine is God giving up on you. He said he gave them up. I don't want to ever get to a place in my life that, that, that I, I think God didn't gave up on me. Don't, don't ever get to that place. See, once you, your mind uh, gets into the filthy, vain imaginations, God will let you go. Once you get yourself in a place of imagining that other things are God and God, he says he turned them over to a reprobate mind. He'll give you over to yourself. Don't ever get yourself caught up into a situation till God turn you loose and let you go by yourself. God will do that. God places inside of us a conscience. All of us got a conscience to be able to know what's right and what's wrong. God, everybody got a God conscience in us. Because that's, we have it because we make things our God. You got a God conscious. But God wants you to make Him to be your God. He said that I'm a jealous God. He's a God that sits high, that one that looks low. He wants you to give Him all praise, glory, and honor. Not the things of the world. He says that once you get yourself caught up into your vain imaginations, God will be able to give you over to yourself. You honor the creature more than you honor the Creator. So sometimes we get all messed up in the head when we are getting things, trying to get things straight in our life and, and, and we become reprobate. We become uh, replacing things or, or displacing things from one to another. We cannot do that in our life. Don't displace things and put God out of order. When you put stuff uh, ahead of God, you're getting things out of order. God expects to be God all by himself. You cannot make stuff in your life God so that you can display who he is in your life we get messed up in the head degenerate we find ourselves doing nothing good we become troublemakers rascals doing whatever we can think and, and that is, kind of remind you of, of, of 45 and his cronies ain't it have all kinds of things they do and, and you still think that in your head that that's what God wants in us later on Paul tries to help us out and try to get something to helping us to understand that our imagination is not where God wants us to have to lead us away from Him. Good to imagine. Imagination brings us in discoveries. It, it brings us to uh, understanding things that are not understood. So imagination is part of what God has blessed us with. He gave us, each one of us, imagination. But he said that you got to learn to control your imagination. Yes, yes. 
See, many times we'll let our imagination run away with us. The Bible says in Nahum 1 and 9, When do you imagine against the Lord? What do you imagine against the Lord? He will make you an utter end, an affliction that will not rise up the second time. He said that once you start imagining things against God, God ain't going to play. He said that you'll never rise up the second time if you come against God in your imagination. The things that we've taken in our imagination, they've taken root. That's the sinfulness of it. We've thought some things in our lives and, and they've taken root. You need to be careful of how long you allow things to stay in your mind. Our imaginations can be conformed into doing things in our lives that he said be not conformed to this be work, but be transformed what? By the renewing of your mind. Get your mind in the right place. Don't let this chaotic thinking get you in a place where it'll cause you to have difficulties in your life and cause you to manifest things in your life that don't belong in the life that God has created us to live. Don't let this thing, kids call it stinking thinking, ain't it? Huh? We've had some stinking thinking to control us until we've gotten ourselves away from the will of God in our lives. So instead of thinking things that are dark and deadly, think about things that are holy and just. Instead of thinking about things that are, are, are deceitful, think about things that are righteous. Think about things that are conformed to the will of God rather than things that will be able to take us away from the life that God wants us to live. Mercy Me, Mercy Me recorded this song that says, I can only imagine. Can you imagine? He said, surrounded by his glory and what the heart will feel. Will I dance for you, Jesus, or with the awe I be still? Will I stand in your presence and with my knees bow down I fall? He will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? He said that I can only imagine. Can you imagine being in the presence of God? Can you imagine being uh, in heaven, seeing all of his glory? Can you imagine how it would be without all sickness, no death, no trouble, all of these things of this world we passed away and then we can be in his presence forever. Imagine the good things about the love of God. Imagine the good things about the peace of God. Imagine the good things about the grace and mercies of God. Imagine what it would be like without the world's problems that are around us. That's what the power of the imagination should be able to do. Bring us into a place where God is and bring us into a relationship where we can be able to... And listen, your imagination will eventually determine where you're going to spend eternity. Because as a man thinketh in his... So is he. Your imagination. So you need to imagine that one of these days that the trouble of this old world will be over. And, and, and I don't have to live in a world with all of the hatred and all the bitterness and all of the, of the crime that is around. We, we can imagine a, a earth. He said, I, I told you in Sunday school this morning, on earth as it is in heaven. See, we, we, can, we can live in the kingdom of God while we're here on earth. If you get your head in the right perspective. Don't entertain some things that, that are ungodly. Because if you think about it long enough, you're going to eventually what? Act it out. So don't allow the power of your imagination to keep you out of heaven. Don't make the things that are corruptible replace that incorruptible God. 
that he has put in us by his Holy Spirit through his son Jesus Christ so that we could be with him in eternity don't think that there's another way don't imagine there's another way to God hey Jesus is the way he is the truth and he is the life so God bless you today the power of the imagination use it to build up and not tear down use it to glorify and not to demeanor use it to show love and not hate use your imagination to be able to create this new atmosphere in your spirit so that God would want to be in the house can you imagine if God don't have a place to fellowship in if your imagination is entertaining things that are not of God he don't want to be in the house so get your head in the right way Get it in right perspective. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. We invite you again to come to get to Jesus. Get to know him for yourself. He stands at that door and knock. He wants you to be able to allow him to come into your life so that you can have eternal life. There is only one way in, and that's through Jesus Christ. If you do not know him this morning, we invite you to get to know the risen Savior. Oh, you don't imagine, you don't need to imagine anything. All of this is real. God is real. And he's real in my soul. That's what the psalmist said. So get to know him today. If you don't, if you're looking for a church home, Tiny Hill stands with his arms wide open. Our door swings on the hinges of love and welcome. We invite you to become part of our church. We are not a perfect church. We are not a perfect people. But we serve a what? Perfect God, ain't we? Huh? Come on, let's give him some praise in the house. Let's give him some praise in the house this morning. We thank God for you joining us on Facebook. We hope that we have given an encouraging message to be able to help you, to be able to encourage you, to be able to think on these things. Think on these things. Think on the goodness of the Lord. And then he will be able to get you the desires of your heart. God bless you and may heaven ever smile upon you. Mrs. Gilbert. May heaven ever smile upon you. We'll see you again next week.